Coming up, we went to Universal Mardi Gras specifically to see Gavin Rossdale, and we want to let you know what we thought. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 206 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Welcome, Rhino Clavin. Yes, thank you. Yes, so as I said previously, uh, this week we are talking about Gavin Rossdale specifically. It's a new... uh, it's a new Bush-related podcast. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about where is that Constantine sequel we've been waiting for for all these years. Well, also that. I mean, let's be real. Keanu Reeves is like an A-lister again with the John Wick movies and and other stuff. I mean, people have forgotten about, what was the one, uh, Glass, Glass House? Is that the... Um, no. Um, are you thinking about the log, the cabin? Glass House. Yeah. It wasn't the one that, with Sandra Bullock where he puts the he puts the, letters the letter in the, in the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's I think it's one. called the yeah. cat cat something like that either either way I mean it's that has nothing to do I with own it and I can't remember yeah no that's fine uh, is it is it Shia LaBeouf also in Constantine or am I not remembering no he that is correctly? you're remembering okay. it very correctly yeah and uh, I think it's um she was in the um oh my gosh her name is slipping me but she's in all the Wes Anderson movies and she was in um, Doctor Strange as the Eternal the one the Oh, not Kate Blanchett. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Okay. Yes. So, uh, no, we're not doing this one all about Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> Welcome but... to the Constantine podcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, fortunately for us, uh, Bush was playing at Universal Mardi Gras. We're just talking about Universal Mardi Gras as a whole uh, on the on this episode. So it kicked off. Uh, well, I guess basically uh, six days ago from right now. The lake house. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So I had the house portion. You you had the style of house mm-hmm. in there and we just couldn't come together there is a glass house one too, yeah that's Lidley like sobieski and it is about something completely different gotcha <laughs> i'm sure that's going down a dark road with that but it sure is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah back to back to the show uh universal mardi gras it kicked off uh this past weekend uh and so yeah we're we're days and days and days into it and it is back and better than ever uh there's not really i mean in terms of like talking about differences between this year and past years there's not a whole heck of a lot i mean the concept is still the same it's a it's pretty much one of the best times of year to come to universal and i'm not saying like oh don't don't come to halloween horror nights over coming during mardi gras it's just the fact that everything with universal mardi gras is included directly into your ticket so it's just it's it's an extra benefit especially uh, if you're on one of the nights where there's a concert and if it's a concert you want to see i mean we've talked about uh, mardi gras enough leading up to this show as well as in the years past when we've we've talked about mardi gras so we don't need to go crazy on on all of the details with it i think i think everyone has a firm grasp on it it's it's a combination of three things the the french quarter courtyard which provides different food and beverage options it has the parade and then potential 
potential for uh, well, we'll we'll call it the live performers with uh, the the regular uh, New Orleans bands that come and play in the French Quarter courtyard, and then also uh, on the big Universal Studios Music Plaza stage, the the big the big I was about to say A listers, and then that would be way too nice to some of the people that they do get in, but they do have some A listers for sure. Um, Once upon a time, a listers Pitbull. Oh, who's that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> we got a ghost in the house. No, we do. Uh, I lost my fingering on that one. I apologize. I'd say that Macklemore's an A-lister. Yep. Still, I'd say that Pitbull's an A-lister. No, he Not is. In our I, parts, no, no, it wasn't. But... A, yeah, but it wasn't. That wasn't a question. Yeah. Either. So, uh, anyways, uh, we're going to start off by talking about the parade because this is this is uh, basically this and the food are the are the two staples that run every single night because Mardi Gras does happen now every single night. Uh, it started, like I said, this past Saturday and runs through the end of March. I don't have the exact date in front of me. And uh, uh, I thought it was into April. And uh, maybe it's the start of April. I think April 4th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's something something like that. You might even be right on the money with it. Uh, while you're pulling that up. April 4th, I am correct. There Thank you. you. Thank you. Sometimes Thank you. I know yes. things. Yes, yes. So April 4th is when it runs through. And so every single night, you will be able to see the Universal Mardi Gras Parade as well as eating the food at the French Quarter Courtyard. Those are the guarantees. And so we're going to start off with the parade, like I just said. Uh, it's got the six uh, main floats that stay with the parade the entire time. The King and Queen float, the Gator float, the Crew of Dionysus uh, float, uh, the Jester's float, uh, the, the Steamboat, and, oh man, what's the one other one? I thought I got all of them. I, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. If not, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter that much. I don't think anyone cares that much about it. Uh, but then, of course, the theme for the parade this year is party animals. So we have the six different floats that we talked about on the last show, including the the you have the ocean float, you have the the swamp uh, frog float, uh, the bumblebee float, and uh, polar bear. The, yeah, the, the Arctic float, and then also, well, that's that's with the ocean one. Sorry, on that one, the the tiger, and the mm. the jungle float, um, and uh, that's there are one more there, and I'm I'm just one short of everything today. I mean, obviously, we have uh, if you're if you're watching this, um, you're you're seeing more to it, and if you're you're listening, you're you're missing out quite a bit on that. But uh, why not what? I'll have Rhino share your share your thoughts on the floats. Oh, I always I always like this parade. I feel like it's a high energy parade. It's a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't like a parade where they're throwing beads at you too? And you don't even have to take your top off for these ones. You just have to be enthusiastic and hope somebody in the parade wants you to uh, wants likes you enough to throw you a bead. But or you just have a video camera or a camera of any sort, and they love to throw beads to try and get it around them. So oh yeah, no, they fun. they they go out of their way to tr- attempt to uh, hit you if you are recording anything at any point in time. But you know what? It's fun. I just look like an insane person covering up my camera the entire time. But yeah, uh, the six six new floats. Uh, like I said before, you start off with the the frog float, 
which uh, we knew this one was going to be fun and heavily themed. It's got the big king frog on the front, uh, the the little shack on the bayou, and then uh, a fun little crawfish on, hanging off the back holding on to Mardi Gras beads. Uh, really well done. And then the bird float. That's the one I forgot about. Uh, just birds, birds, birds all over. Birds and this one was probably my least favorite. I didn't care much for the bird float. Uh, just it, it, not that it was bad. Um, it just it is still heavily detailed. It just wasn't that the bird is the much boat? fun. It's like a what? boat. This, this like swan bird. No, 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 no. The actual the once you get it, I'm talking specifically about the party animal floats so oh, it starts off oh. starts off with the frog that's the kickoff one the yeah. swamp frog float and then it goes into the birds next and yeah the birds are you know there's bird oh. people and then there's also a bird float with it too okay this is when the guy kicked your camera yeah okay so i we, i'm i'm scrolling through the video on youtube and there was a flash all of a sudden and i'm like oh that must have been when the gentleman sitting in front of the camera kicked it yeah happened a couple times had to do some flashes because of it so uh then the b float comes next and uh before the b float they've got a whole bunch of people dressed up and like with flowers on mm-hmm. and you know they're the they're the pollen and then it gets to the beads with the buzzing and beads 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 bees bees Always, yeah, it'll always happen. Uh, it, it will always happen, but uh, it's you know I call this I call it the honey of all the floats. <laughs> you did it. I think my I next did. one is the my favorite one was the next float after that one. Uh, the next float after that is the uh, the jungle float with the tiger king uh, on the the front part of the float, and that had fire effects coming from the top of it, and mm-hmm. so that's that was any any time it's fire floats. I mean, I I know this is at the same base for. Whatever floats in the past had fire with it, but it just adds that extra excitement. Yeah, some of the floats shoot off confetti and stuff, but when the fire comes off, oh man, it's it's pretty awesome. And then then the ocean float that had the uh, well, this was Arctic slash ocean with it because there was a a big whale up at the front on the back. There was the polar bear hanging off of it. I really like the polar bear. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It had like on the kind of the just the the mask on top of it and just a nice it, because it's like it is themed with the animal and yeah. and the nature but at the same time too it does have that mardi gras feel because of that that simple little detail and then then the actual ocean float that has the uh, big sea turtle on the front wearing wearing beads being a crazy guy like like you would expect any sea turtle to be and uh you know, seahorse on there, and it, just like just like we described it when we said, um, and I would say based on the concept art, uh, the translation to what they looked like, actually at Mardi Gras, they're they're beautiful floats. Once again, uh, I forgot about the French. Was quarter. the Bourbon Street yeah. float new, or is they nope, done that before? That's one of the others. Okay. Uh, so I mentioned all six of the the staple floats, and that's the one I forgot about, where they always have the performers on the second story balcony, just yeah. Terrible. Hey, hey now, hey, hey now, hey now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the Universal Mardi Gras Parade. I think, uh, you know, we say it every every year. It's a highlight for me this year. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't catch beads because I don't need a whole bunch of beads at I home. I like catch them, give them to a kid on the way out. Uh, you mean Eli? Yeah, that's actually what it was. <laughs> so... Um, no, I, I, I'm, a, I'm loving that they are keeping the parade all seven days cause it didn't used to be all the time. And I feel like it's such a, 
they spend so much on these floats or I don't even care how much money they spend because it's a theme park. You know, I pay to be there. But I like that they are always changing and the parade is just a fun of all the parades they do. It's one of the more, like I said, high energy and like everyone can have a good time. And I like seeing all the people. Yeah, and, all with the glitter paint all over yeah. them. And let's be real, there are some days where you'll go on weekdays and it's not that it's not that busy and you almost look at it like do they need to be doing this? But uh for the majority of it, at least the dates even I attended on weekdays, it it felt like, you know, people were still coming out specifically to see it. Yeah. So as long as that keeps happening, I am so happy that it is now an event that happens every day of the week versus only on weekends like it used to be back in the day. Uh, With the concert, if you're going on one of the nights where there's a concert offered, uh, of course, we always recommend trying to get a spot very, very early for the parade uh, around that area because uh, there will be people who are staked out specifically only for the concert, and they're going to have all the prime seating. So if you want even decent uh, and by seating, I mean standing. So they'll probably be sitting, waiting for it. But uh, then once once it starts, everyone stands up. And yeah, you if you want a good spot, you are going to have to make that a priority. It's not in. It's not usually a thing where you can get a good spot and you can also have a great spot for the parade. You really have to choose one or the other. So that's, of course, why we do recommend if you can try to hit a day where it's just the parade happening versus the concert and the parade, then you can really get the full experience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but if, if you want a good spot, you are going to be waiting. Like, I think I waited when John Stamos was here last year with the Beach Boys. I want to say I waited like two hours for the concert. Uh, just stand, but then again, I was also like twenty feet away from the stage. So, mm. yeah, from the Stamos, from from the, well, he was uh, Stavros. John Stamos <laughs> is uh, his alter ego was a little bit further away from me than that. But uh, I, microphone, I felt, <laughs> I felt the energy pulsating off. But uh, Bush happened. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what they closed with. I'm assuming they closed with. Uh, with glycerine, but they definitely opened with Machine Head, just like I mm-hmm. said they were going to. And in between was a whole bunch of crap I didn't know. Yeah, but I mean they still sound like what they sound like. So it's if you were a fan, I'm sure it was great yeah. for you. You know, or as Rhino described, like uh, some acts from that time period. Uh, if you thought you knew one song, chances are you really didn't. But they all sound the same, yeah. so you're going to tell I yourself you like, did anyway. I know that song, and then I was like, maybe I don't. Maybe I do. It's fine, but you don't. Um, so that's that's that on that. But uh, the last thing we have to talk about is the food, and there's a lot to go over with the food, uh, just because they've kind of changed that up this year. Yes, it's still the same tents and that whole style, uh, but they've also made food a little bit more accessible because they've dropped the portions into uh, smaller snack-sized portions and then offered uh, special lanyards where you can can kind of take advantage of of buying one of them and uh, being able to 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 sample a lot more uh, like if you're an annual pass holder you can get 15 dishes for $60 so you're talking uh $4 and a lot of the dishes are right at like the 4.99 mark some of them were a little bit higher so one or two that were like uh, 5.99 6.49 so uh it's it 
varies on that but you know you can if you make the right choices on it you can get a deal and like even sample size i believe it was nine ounce samples of beer are included on this and if you're not an annual pass holder you can still get one that has uh 10 items for 50 dollars, and then i think the other one was um it was a $30 one, and I can't do the math really quick in my head to figure it out. It might have been uh, six items or something like that for five. It doesn't matter regardless on that. We're going to go over that all in a second because we're actually taking you there to talk about the food items. So here we go. We have made it to Universal just like we said we were going to do for the food portion of talking about Universal Mardi Gras. It's right behind us, so that's all I have to say about that. I also see uh, somewhere between one of us or right there somewhere is the table where you can get the tasting lanyard. Uh-huh. So we're going to go pick up one of those, and then we're going to start sampling a couple things. We're not going to go full-blown. We'll probably talk a little bit more about more of the food next week, too, and go There's more in depth. There's two lanyards, though, right? Are you There's gonna talk about that? three total. Three lanyards? There's three total. We Passholder. Well, we yeah, talked about it on the show? we talked about it on the show. Okay, so it's all good. So we're just gonna take you through now what we get and uh, get the general idea. So let's go. Ultimately, we decided to go with the annual pass lanyard, the tasting lanyard that is, because we get 15 food items now for uh, $60. So it was like 63 after tax and all of the details on that. So. We went up to the first booth, the Gumbo and Jambalaya booth, mm. and obviously they offer Gumbo and Jambalaya, and the pricing on the Jambalaya here with the cute little crawfish there, uh, that was $5.99, and the red beans and rice here with the shrimp and all that goodness, that was, uh, that was $4.99, so 15 items, you get every item for essentially $4 since you paid $60. Sorry about the sound. Everyone likes to just drag chairs around instead of picking them up. Uh, so we've already, we're already off to saving money on the tasting lanyard because obviously six is more than four and five is more than four. Boom, we're gonna wrap this. But let's, let's see how it tastes though. You can eat that whole crawfish. I don't eat um, animals with a face. Now then, why have I seen you go to town on chicken? Can I see the chicken's face? Maybe. I've actually never eaten one of these before. Oh. Ugh. So I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. Where's Corey at when you need him here? <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I don't even know. I don't, have you had the how do you eat Do you eat lobster? Do you eat it? Do we No, eat, no, eat? you eat it because Eli eats them all the time. He like gets excited when there's an all-you-can-eat crawfish bar. I think you're like, there's flesh in that tail still. Maybe. I just worry that someone's gonna judge me for eating this because it doesn't it doesn't look great. <laughs> You're consider yourself like uh, one of the first ever like like a caveman had to smash a living thing and go, can I eat this? <laughs> smashy smashy. So while I figure out how to eat this later, uh, not on camera, is making gripping content. I'll Google it. Maybe we'll come back to it. I'll take one more bite of jambalaya. It's not bad. Both Rhino and I enjoy some spice though, so hot sauce will be needed for sure. Over here with the red beans. That's piping hot. 
again with the gumbo. Not spicy enough for me. Probably like a lot of average people would consider that spicy with some hot sauce. That's gonna be a nice little dish. I'll let you try, Rhino. Okay, I'm gonna start with the, this is the jambalaya, right? Mm-hmm. Um, got some chicken and what is that, sausage, did you say? Mm-hmm. And dewey. Can do eat. It's not bad. It's not without flavor. It's good. For me, the rice is a little, um, maybe like overcooked, a little too squishy. Um, yeah, but, a little gummy. Yeah, a little gummy is the perfect word to describe it, actually. But honestly, the tasting size of this is a pretty decent amount of the gumbo. And then you got your little crawfish that's been murdered over there. Well, oh, that's a jambalaya. The red beans and rice is kind of what they're going for with gumbo. Oh, okay. And how many shrimps were in this? I think there were four maybe, right? I ate two already. Oh yeah, four. So that's good. Four shrimps, good healthy portion of rice and beans. And it's available without shrimp for those people out there with shellfish allergies. This is good. I am with you on the spice. Like I do taste like the slightest hint of that like creole seasoning kind of spice but it's not spicy enough for me i want to be like crying sweating but this is pretty good i i think uh i like this one a little bit better although i'm having the issue where i feel the opposite way about the rice in this like it's a little undercooked it feels very like maybe they just made it, which is fine. So probably throughout the night it'll get a little a little softer, but it's nice to get you a little bread to dip it and stuff. So I'm gonna dip some hot sauce on this stuff and maybe have a little more and then we're gonna move on to the next food item. Okay, so the next booth we went to was the Gator and Etouffee booth. Uh, the uh, crab etouffee was $6.99 and the Gator Bites were $4.99. So we're now up another dish, another price there. Um, I have never had etouffee, uh, so maybe I'm gonna try that first. Um, I am not a huge, I like crab with a K more than crab with a C. Um, Cause you know, classy. So I'm gonna mix it in, it's got some rice, another big piece of the bread here. Let's see. I don't know. I think I was worried he was going to have really strong crab flavor, and I don't even really, I don't really taste that. It tastes like, uh, like corn chowder, but without the corn, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of a creamy, creamy stew. You know how the people from New Orleans love their stews and soups. Yeah, it's not bad. And again, a big portion of it. On the other hand, the, the Gator Bites have like four pieces of gator, although they're counting, and I'll eat this one. This little guy is one of the bites um, here. But they boil, they, they drop these fresh for us. Gator can be a pretty chewy meat. I like to think it's the one animal that I don't mind eating because I'd rather kill them before they kill me. Alligators. That's a good point. Okay. It's actually pretty good. Um, that little piece I wasn't in love with. The gator meat's pretty good. It's pretty tender. Um, it's not dried out like that first little teeny piece I had was. And then it's got like a mustard aioli that's really good with it. But... Um, 
Yeah, I kind of almost wish they maybe did this as like a popcorn shrimp, like put it in a little box instead of just having the four bites, but it's probably not economically feasible. There is a little bit of a coleslaw sitting on top of here that I'm going to try that people are very excited about, if you can hear that. And the coleslaw is good, so... So for me, I think this was the winning decision at this these two, but you, you try it and let me know what you think. I never had gator until I came to Florida, and even then, like, the first time I had it, I was like, oh my gosh, they have gator here, not knowing that, like, yeah, like, you go to a restaurant called Gator's Dockside, and you get gator bites there, and there's gator bites everywhere. I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah, they seem uncommon until you start looking for them, but I like gator. Uh, like you said, it can be potentially chewy, but most of the time it just ends up uh, tasting like chicken. So pretty delicious, and I'm going all in on this one. Is that only, that was two pieces. Excuse me while I talk with my mouth full. It was two pieces connected together. Gator's good, just like you said, not chewy at all. The mustard aioli is just the perfect balance, but at the same time, the bread in on the gator has a lot of nice, uh, it's got that salty seasoning, a little Cajun seasoning to it too. That's really, really good. I'm, I'm right with you. I could just use an entire cup full yeah. and just walk around. It's got a nice eating. amount of spice, like the right amount of spice. Yeah, now I'm gonna try the coleslaw off of a potato chip because that's me. You're right, the coleslaw's good. So, I'm gonna repurpose the bread here and get in on the etouffee. You know why I know this? Because of Aladdin. The genie goes, crab etouffee, and he pulls Sebastian out of the book. I know it because, what's the restaurant that Corey forces us to go to all the time in Disneyland? Oh, uh, Ralph Brennan's. Ralph Brennan's, yeah. yeah. And I always get the soup trio that comes with uh, etouffee, gumbo, and jambalaya. Uh, You're right, it's um, not really getting crab involved in this that much. Uh, it's definitely brothy, has that chowder flavor, uh, very celery heavy, Yeah, for sure. Best way to figure it out. Get that hot sauce. Get that hot sauce out. Some dancer just came by and gave us a coin. Oh, yep. With the hot sauce, it's there. Yeah, Ollie, uh, one of the uh, parade performers came by and gave us one of the, the doubloons from this year. So it says Universal Studios 2019, Mardi Gras on there. And then on the back, it's all just screaming right beside us. Uh, then on the back, it's hard to probably see there, but it's all the different animal floats oh, cool. from this year. The gator, the elephant, um, I guess that's the Indian one in a way, uh, a bird, a turtle, a bee, so it's a cool little one. Sometimes they'll throw these from the floats. You're better off trying to find one of the performers before the parade starts uh, as they're around the French Quarter Courtyard and get it from them, and you'll pretty much, uh, you'll find at least one person that'll give it to you. 
she prefaced and handed it to us and said, get king cake on me. I think she was joking. I don't know if she was joking. But we're not gonna use it on that, even if you could. I'm keeping mine as a collectible, and I'll use my lanyard to get it. But we're gonna move on to the next one. We have moved on to Po Boys. And uh, there's two Po Boys offered. Both of them are $6.99 here. So, and then, again, and then, again, another good savings with the tasting lanyard, at least. We got a catfish one here. So, I'm gonna dig in. Very bready. Not a lot of catfish compared to the amount of bread, but hey, went in New Alden's. Looks like it's got a little red, maybe that's sriracha, I don't know. On the top there, maybe it's just ketchup. It's a chili sauce for sure. I don't know if it's name brand, but yeah. It's good, flaky, delicious catfish, not too fishy, again, Cajun seasonings used in the breading to help it uh, kick up to the next level with the chili sauce on top. It honestly doesn't need any extra hot sauce or anything. Take a little po'boy. Mm. Just very bready. Very bready. Moving on to the shrimp and an andouille. <laughs> So shrimp, andouille, sausage, slaw and all that. Once again, very bready. It looks like a kielbasa. I mean, basically is. And that's the, uh, that's the flavor that's standing out more. I'm getting more of the sausage than the shrimp. But I love andouille sausage, nice spicy sausage, kind of like, a, you know. I'm gonna eat sausage. I want it with a kick. I want chorizo, I want andouille. I like this. Um, both of these are a hit for me. Again, very bready. So keto friendly. And I think you're getting your uh, money's worth out of it, but I'll let you try. AP Lanyard wins again because $6.99, I'm already happy. We're beating them out by four more dollars now. We should've done a running tally total. I'm starting with the shrimp and andouille sausage. God, you're right, it is very bready. There's a lot of bread and I thought like, at first I'm holding it and like gonna touch it and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be stale, but it actually, it kinda all works and that sausage is really spicy. I like that they put the slaw in the bread too. I don't know, I'm a big fan of that. Let me try the catfish. This one is definitely a little harder to keep together because we cut it apart. That made no sense. Yeah, the, the piece of catfish inside of here is really crispy, um, flavorful, I like that chili sauce on it. I think the sausage and the shrimp is the winner though, because that one's like very flavorful, and this one is mostly bread with crispy stuff in the middle of it. So go with the andouille sausage and shrimp, but we're gonna choke down this bread and I think we're gonna have to get a drink eventually, but we're gonna move on to another thing. Okay, so we went to... So we went to the uh, drinking area to see what they had to sample, and there were nine ounce samples. We went with the, there was a strawberry lager, there was an MIA uh, Mardi Gras brew, 
And then there was the non-alcoholic bog water, which has some sort of purple, looks like pur those popping balls, those yeah. boba balls in there, and then a green liquid, and then some gummy worms are now inside of this fizzy beverage. If you are vegan, I've heard that the popping boba balls, boba pearls are not vegan friendly, by the way. I believe it's the gelatin inside of it, because they're made from pigs. Okay, I thought this was gonna be like super sugary and gross, but I kinda like it. I, it's like um, a very limey Sprite, maybe, um, but a little less carbonation. I don't know if I'd want like a giant one of these, but maybe it's just because we haven't had anything to drink for a hot second, but I'm into it. I, I think it would be even better with like some alcohol or whatever. I'm gonna try the um, the Mardi Gras brew next nine ounce pour here, the five dollars. Everything was uh, five dollars, four ninety nine. Oh, it's a little bitter for me. Um, I don't know how to describe that one. I think Craig will enjoy it. Calling all extras, calling all of our extras here to um. Okay, the strawberry lager, definitely not like super, super strong strawberry flavor. I was expecting it to be kind of like, um, like that Sea Dogs blueberry beer, or um, there's another blueberry beer you can get at Target, but sometimes they're like, that's fruit in there. This one's more of a subtle flavor. This is my choice of the three drinks. Craig, would you like to try them since I keep spilling them? I believe I'm starting with the strawberry first. We've moved tables. that's apple juice. Apple juice? I'll go liquid, right? You're correct. Yes. You got it. <laughs> it's the, uh, this is the Abita strawberry lager. And yeah, for me, this is like a nice balance. This is a, when it's really hot outside beer that I would want to be drinking because it is a nice, uh, smooth, non-offensive lager, but then it just has that nice, subtle hint of strawberry flavor. It's really tasty. Yeah, I like it. Is it good? Jesus. Oh my god, it's it really pretty good. Wow, is this yeah. a review? It is. What is that? Is that a contraption of sorts? It is. Wow. I'm from the jungle. I don't know much about these kind of things. Oh, that's a, they did didn't you get take much water? I did, I think. I mean, it's like really dirty seawater. You gotta really make sure to get a good review. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're coming alive now. <laughs> the M the MG brew from uh, from MIA Brewing. What's happening? You got to turn around to find out. Oh. <laughs> My favorite so far. Yeah, the uh, the Mardi Gras brew. Yeah, I don't know how to describe that. It's a little bitter. Yeah, it's like a it's a pale ale, but. There's no distinct flavors that I'm personally getting from it to like coordinate it with Mardi Gras. If you would have just told me it's kind of like a basic pale ale, but they just slapped MG Brew on it, I would believe you because that's kind of what I'm getting from it. So now, doing it backwards, the Bogwata. Uh, it could be Bogwata, like uh, cranberry Bogwata, but it doesn't have any cranberries in it. Yep, okay, I was worried the same way you were about this drink. Because we watched them make it, they put the the popping balls down at the bottom, and then they had this like neon green liquid that they poured on, which just looked like straight sugar. Then they top it off with a little bit of ginger ale, and ginger ale. Uh, once they once they do that, it it does add that fizziness to it, but not overly sugary. Uh, it's a, you know, 
if I'm here at Mardi Gras, I'm gonna go for the alcoholic drink, not the non-alcoholic. But if for some reason like, I didn't want to drink, I would actually come out and give this another try. Again, I think it's, I think it's nice. It's creative. It's refreshing. But we're gonna finish our beers and then we're gonna finish completely with dessert. We have our desserts now, which includes the option of either king cake. Uh, then, of course, beignets. You can add on dipping sauce, either chocolate, strawberry, whatever, for um, caramel for 99 cents. We chose not to do that. And then also at the dessert booth, there is a, a, a king cake smoothie, which just sounded too disgusting, so we chose not to get it. Uh, we went with just the king cake and the beignets, so I'm going to dig into the king cake right now, which... Okay, it is very cakeish. Looking at it, it just looked like a big cinnamon roll. Yeah. But now, and it still kind of does actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a big cinnamon roll with icing and the colors on top. But a good cinnamon roll. Just not, just like not good authentic king cake though. Beignets came right out of the fryer. I know. See how messy I get. It's gonna be hot. Ooh. Mm -hmm. It's a good beignet. I mean, it's not like going to Cafe Du Monde and getting a beignet, but pretty solid. What you get in, Rhino? Okay. So I bit into the king cake. It is like a cinnamon roll. I wish it was a little bit more, um, less dried out, we'll say. But, if you've been drinking, and you need a sweet thing, it's right there. But Craig's my sweet thing, so I don't need that. Oh, it's not as good at this as you were. How's the food, gentlemen? Good? Oh, excellent, thank you. Oh. Everybody wants to talk to us as soon as my mouth is full. Um, the beignets, though, you're right, they're, I think they're better than average. They're probably, like, a lot of people, I think, might want the dipping sauce or something, but I thought they were pretty good. I like that they're fresh, I'll say that, and I like that they're tiny. Um, so of these two, I think I go with the beignet only because I feel like the king cake is a little drier towards the middle. Could just be our cut, but I also try not to eat sweet, so I don't know. We have tasted everything that we possibly could, minus the disgusting-looking king cake. Uh, slushy. Slushy. We Thank had regular you. king cake. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Rhino, what was your one favorite thing? Uh, it's tough call. I felt like overall everything we had was pretty decent. Um, I think that I liked the andouille sausage and shrimp. Oh boy. Yeah. I. I, I it had a lot of flavor, and honestly, if I was here for like the price, it was like we said, I think $6.99 if you were just buying it by itself. I feel like with our with our card, it was definitely worth it, $6.99. But I enjoyed it. I yep. thought it flavorful, good, I don't know. No, I think I actually have to go with you. It's between that or the Gator Bites. I think I enjoyed the Those Gator Bites too. the most. Yeah. It was just, that wasn't the, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the portions on that. I no, thought it was I a little agree. small. Yeah. So, was it? Oh, we've oh. got a... Oh, you're not a huge fan of what? 
Uh, we wanted more of the gator bites. They were so good. They didn't uh, give us a lot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. It's really good here. You guys should come from Mardi Gras, Universal, April 4th. Yeah. Just did all the work for us. Yeah. Yeah. Mardi Gras. Everybody is very friendly. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, it's it's a weekday, so it's not the craziness of a weekend. But yeah, I there's nothing I would say avoid, and none of the flavors here are like. There's nothing to be afraid of. Don't think like Cajun food. I can't handle spice because we already told you repeatedly in this video, things have flavor, but they're not like spicy, spicy. Yeah. So Corey Martin would be like, this is crazy. Yep, exactly. So that's it for us here. We're going to head back to the studio and wrap things up. Rhino, wonderful as always. Thank you for going out there with me. You're welcome. And I think that's about it on it. So if you're planning on going to Universal Mardi Gras, again, you'll only have until April 4th, uh, but it's running every night of the week. If you want to see a concert, check the schedule for all of those concerts. And that's it. We We love the event. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Same way Randy Newman feels about LA. I like bugs. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say big sound. We love it. I love LA. There we go. That's a great Randy Newman impression. So I like bugs. Tiny bugs. Yeah, there we go. We got that in. So uh, remember, mark that the singing started at the 19 minutes. The song Toy Story. <laughs> So thank you so much, Rhino, for going to Universal with me and talking about this here. And uh, thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching to this. Of course, if you need more information, disunplugged.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Disunplugged Podcast Network. You can find links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our email, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell button so you get notified anytime we release a new video. Uh, Also, leave us fun comments down below. Again, I'm going to try to get better about answering them. I see them all. We'll try to answer more. I really promise that. If you write them, I'll look and I will try. Uh, And hit that thumbs up button if you enjoyed it. And if you didn't like it, hit thumbs down. Doesn't matter to us. We don't take it personally. I do. Okay. There you go. He does. (laughs) Uh, If you're listening to this on iTunes or any other podcast thing, you know, go ahead and make sure you're subscribed to us on your preferred podcast listening abilities. And uh, also leave us feedback on that if you can. Rate us, review us, do all that good stuff. So thank you once again to everyone out there for listening and watching us. We'll be back again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name.